1: You could win in Apco's Cash for Chrissy competition. That's right, Apco Joe. There's 1K to brighten your day. And 1K to give away to a mate
0: for Christmas. Apco's Cash for Chrissy. On now at Apco. (laughs) Ho, 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 ho.
2: Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 finals. all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.
3: Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. It's Friday. We love a Friday. Send on SCNZ. It's 29th of April. You got Louis Herman Watt you got Tony Kemp and you got myself down in Christchurch. you got Aroha doing the news. Fantastic job there, Aroha. And you got Joe in the back room running the cutter once again for you today on today's show. Whew, I'm up and about today. The boys are up and about trying to sort the cameras out. and I'll give them a little wave and a smile in, the, in a minute, but I'll, I'll give you an update on what we've got on the show today. We're going to start the show with a bang as we head across the ditch to chat to league legend. And now SCN, very own Greg, Brandy, Alexander. Broncos putting on a clinic last night to upset the Sharkies. 16-7. Whew, can't wait to get uh, Kempe's reaction of that game. Um, Tony Staggs, Talakai, battled it out. And Staggs probably getting the upper hand is giving some uh, selection headaches for Braddy Fitler as they head into State of Origin season. So we're going to talk to Brandy shortly. And then we'll have a chat to Big Red, Al Sherrick. Kempi's deflated about Cinerama's chances on Saturday. Maybe Red can bring some confidence to that race. I'll back to elicit, so that's giving Kempy some, some confidence. Maybe I can stop to elicit. We'll see. Saturday afternoon, Trapa, ripping in. Anyway, after 8, McCafe Coffee catch up with Big Joey Parker. All signs are leading to a July 3 fight against 13-0 Brit Joe Joyce. Joey Parker has committed and has based himself in the UK around Team Fury. So we'll have a chat to him just after 8 o'clock about his up and coming final reaction after one week on from Tyson Fury's knockout on Dillian White. So looking forward to having a chat to Joey. And then to end the show, our Friday tipple, where I'll sip on a nice McCafe flat wipe. And cheers to our listeners, all our callers, and our guests on a fantastic, week. And you got to remember today, because of Quizzy Dag, we're giving everyone a chance to win a fragrance for that lucky mother in their lives, uh, courtesy of the team at Chemist Warehouse. Today, we've got a $100 bonus bet, a $100 bonus bet, and we're going to give that to one lucky listener. Our best correspondent today, a call would be preferred, but it could be a fantastic text you, sex, uh, you send in. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there was, there was sexton sexton was that a sexton text oh uh, good man ah uh, daggy is that, name, is that the name is that the name of a fragrance <laughs> <laughs> that is mate yeah <laughs> yeah that is one um yeah so you, you send it in and we'll throw together a multi with pip morris this morning everyone's bringing a tip and one of you can win a lucky multi hundred dollar bonus bet thanks to the team at the tab Ah, oh, got through it, lads, and nearly ruined it. Nearly threw us under the bus after our uh, little little meeting last night. I nearly, I nearly ruined it day one. So anyway, we're here, boys. How are we? You trying to tell me that we're not allowed to
2: talk about sexting on the wireless now?
0: PC <laughs> gone <on> mad, mate. <laughs> <laughs> it is, mate. It is. Yeah. All good. Oh. All good. Is he? It's a Marty. It's um, mate. Great week. I've really enjoyed this week. I think um, Louis sent it in some of the interviews, um, and really looking forward to, di- to today talking to Brandy. Uh, Brandy, Brandy was one of the original signings of the Warriors, so I can't wait to ask him some questions around what he's seen over the last twenty-seven years, because um, he'll have some pretty interesting answers being a commentator as well. Um, and Joe Parker, you know, did you? I don't know if you guys have seen that that picture of um, Parker up against uh, who's the bloke he's boxing against. Joe Joyce, potentially. Joe Joyce, and how 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 big Joe Joyce looks compared to Joseph Parker. Um, so really interest, interested interested in getting Joe's um, take on that uh, reach difference. I, I I guess there'll be a bit of reach difference, but is he? He's been training with you know the one and only Tyson Fury. Surely he doesn't have any problems with that. Yeah,
3: oh, oh, this guy's probably pretty 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 good eh, at his, at his craft. All thirteen and oh, I think he's he, he's kind of like. Um, you remember Carlos Takum that Joe fought to win his first title um, back in, I think it was about four years ago. That was the guy that everyone tried to avoid. Apparently, this guy is similar. Um, Joe Joyce, he's quick. He's got a big heart, apparently. He's like, he just doesn't stop punching and attacking. So Joe's going to have a really tough battle against him. But, mate, he's um, all the signs are leading for Joey Parker just to keep taking a lot, another level up with Andy Lee, Tyson Fury. Like, he's committed. That's, that's been a big question, is when he's been in New Zealand, how much commitment he's been able to instill into his boxing. But he's over in Morecambe, he's surrounded by the Fury camp, and they just train hard. They don't take any mediocrity. They are just fully committed. And, um, yeah, mate, I'm, I'm pumped for that. I can't wait to have a chat to Joey about that, what's coming up. July thirty? It hasn't been, the finer details haven't been nailed, but pretty much from all accounts, there's a fight on our hands.
2: It's a big it's a big show today, Izzy, you're right. And that is the that mm. is the heavyweight act, Joe Parker. Eddie Hearn, not he, Eddie Hearn's an interesting character. So Eddie Hearn and Joe Parker, so Matroom have, have not renewed Joe's contract. Well that's what Eddie Hearn says. I'll be really mm. interested to see from Joe's perspective, because in boxing you can never really trust one side of the story. Um i will be interested to know what Joe thinks about his options because Eddie Hearn was essentially saying, while he's in America at the moment promoting another fight, that there's not many options for Joe left. He has kind of been backed into a corner to take this Joe Joyce fight when he might not want it because Joe Joyce, really, it's a win-win for Joe. Well, it's a win for Joe Joyce where Joe would want something a little bit different and Joe Joyce is the, the dangerous up-and-comer and it's maybe a risky fight for Joe where he'll start an underdog But for me, that just screams of an opportunity. So I just heard a little bit of salt from Eddie Hearn when I read that. This is an opportunity. Mm. If Joe Parker puts Joe Joyce back down on his bum and says, no, 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 this is still my turn. This is still my time in the heavyweight division. He has got to be so close to another massive fight against either Anthony Joshua, Usic. I don't think we need to see Dillian White again, but we might. Um, Maybe maybe one of these up-and-coming Americans or... Even Fury, like he, he has to be right there if he dispatches Joe Joyce. So it's an opportunity, and I'll, I'm curious to see if that's how Joe Parker evaluates the situation. Really excited to catch up with him. And then Alan mm. Sherrick, because you're not the only one that's backed against Cinerama, is he? Kempi's backed against his own horse. <laughs>
0: I have not. You have. have. There is, there's receipts. Mate, I've had, a, I've had a little bit of a, um, a get wow. out of jail. Impy. Okay, get out of okay. Don't start, Izzy. <laughs> Cover all bases, eh? Cover, all, Cover your bases. all your bases. You know, smart man. Be the smart man in the room, not the, you know, don't good get one. your heart broken in Don't your become a cyclops. Don't become a cyclops, eh? Ayers. Yeah. You know, keep both eyes open. Yeah. Okay. Hey, um, but yeah, that's, you're dead right. Talking to Al, I can't wait. I can't wait to get Al on the phone. He's been pretty passionate, so he gave give me a call as he after um, the Warriors lost by seventy the other day. And you know, for, if you forget what Taranaki supports like. He was going off. He was going off. So let's get a bit of um, let's get a bit of bully from Al Shark around the Warriors because he <laughs> mate, he loves the sport. Um, and the All other right. thing I wanted to ask is like, how was your day yesterday, son? Like. How was Arlo? How did he come home last night?
2: Arlo? No. Monday, Kimpi. Oh, was it Monday? Monday. Oh, I thought you were dropping him off Kempe. yesterday <laughs> to school.
3: <laughs> Monday. <laughs> <laughs> now, Monday. Monday, Kimpi. Oh, Taringas. Uh, oh, hi. <laughs> yeah, last weekend, last weekend. No, my day was good, actually, lads. We had a um, a good day here in, in crossish. The sun was out. Everything was blaring. But, nah, had a, had a great day. I'm looking forward to having a chat to Al because um, – <laughs> But you've obviously covered all your bases. You reckon Al's
0: covered all his bases? He's got some good horses running. He's got Tavitak running and mm. Whanganui uh, tomorrow as yeah. well. So um, my good mate Terry Fleming too. He's got um, Hail Mary going around again. Mm. I, I reckon that's a you know a shady five each way on that one. Um, it hasn't really hit the the heights that Alan's wanted to over the last couple of races, but. Yeah, there's not a not a better bloke in New Zealand, mate, than Terry Fleming, um, the owner of Al Hail, Al Hail Mary. So he's the first guy that always gets on the phone and texts me when our um, our girl goes okay, and and just a, a dead set fair thinking bloke give you a shoot off his back, Terry Fleming. So all the best with him and Al Hail Mary too. But yeah, he'll 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 have some bully. Al, he'll have some bully. I spoke to mm. him about ideal. Uh, yesterday mm. and, and how well I deal one, and he's real happy. He said, uh, we've, I think we've got one on our hands here, me and Mark, so mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know how Alan Shurrock's mind works. He would already have mapped out Louis the next couple of years for that, that, um, that young filly.
2: Well, wow. actually, yes and no, because, you're exactly right, but you know why he would have done it is because she's four. So
0: yes, that's right.
2: He's, so taken his t- time with her. he's taking his time with her. So she's actually coming into her five-year-old season as a mare that's only had four starts as he, which means that the options you're not you're not worrying about any th- kind of three-year-old, any juvenile races. I'll be interested to see how quickly he puts her into black-type fillies and mare r- races next year, and then even if she develops and, and she's got to go into the grades. So she won a sixty-four, so she'll clear sixty-five, so she'll clear seventy-four. And then it'll be very interesting to see how quickly it progresses. here. it's very exciting stuff for uh, Mark and Alan. It's to have the, that kind of um, connection and, and dynasty keep going with I Do. That you know the most winning Waikato stud mayor. I mean, what a claim to fame! Training the most winning Waikato mm. stud mayor. I mean, that that's a famous, famous brand and iconic, uh, I guess, um, colour. Those Waikato stud colours and to train the most, the mare that won the most races. Very, very cool. Um so Alan Sharrick, that'll be brilliant. Boys, unfortunately Baz has just gone down in India this morning. Ricky Ponting got one back on him, is he? Which is disappointing.
3: Delhi mm. charges, capitals. Delhi Capitals getting none up. For, yeah, it's been a been a tough old slog for Baz ever since we spoke to him and he had a week off and the boys just haven't come back and, and delivered. But no, Baz in his, you know, positive mindset, he'll be just trying to rally the troops. Um Five more games left. Five more games left. It's not over yet, but um, they'll stay true to it, mate. And uh, we'll keep you up to date with how Bears is is going uh, throughout the morning, mate. Uh, quickly, just want to ask you a question about the last night's game, Kimpy. I know we're going to talk a bit about it throughout the morning, but the 16-7 win for the uh, for the Broncos over the Sharkies. Did you predict that, mate? Oh, well, what I said seven? yesterday, you don't back coming? against
0: the Broncos. I said yesterday. I'm pretty sure mm. Louis got the audio and don't back against the Broncos, you know, because of the win that they had the week before. No, look, I, I didn't pack it. I, like what I did pick was the the battle between Katoni Stags and and Talakai out there in the in the left center position, um, one apiece. Except that Katoni Stags try cost um, actually was allowed and 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 uh, Talakai's wasn't, which would have brought them back into the game. Uh, Nicka Hines, you know, missed a couple of tackles on. Uh, uh, Kirk Capel out there in the le- that left side too, which um, one of them one of them eventuated in a try to Capel. So really, you know, that's, these are the type of football games that you want to watch is when the score doesn't blow out so much. as a competition right down to mm-hmm. the end. But the, the difference with it is that like they're, they're they're cemented in the the eight at the moment. The Cronulla Sharks just an off week for them. I think they'll um they'll battle back. But in the other at the other end of the table, the Broncos may have come back and now sit in the eight. You know, like, who would have picked it? The, the troubles that they were talking about three weeks ago, um, even four weeks ago when Reynolds couldn't get a win, he couldn't buy a win, and, and over the last two weeks, Gus Gould's come over, come out in the papers in Sydney and said that um, Reynolds is, is the buy of the season. And, uh, mate, I'm like, wow. really? Until they get Reese Walsh, Walsh on the books, that's <laughs> probably true. <laughs> yeah. So, no, good, mate, good good win for the Broncos last night. And uh, there's my... Uh, Izzy, there's a ton of Broncos supporters in New Zealand. I mean, a ton, mm. let alone being in Brisbane. Um, I do remember mm. when we used to go to Brisbane there, the, the, the Brisbane Broncos used to hate it because we had more supporters in the stand than the Broncos. And and back in those days too, they used to get bashed up. You talk to, you talk to um, what's his name, Brent Tate. Brent Tate used mm. to hate it, mate. And he, he, he ended up coming to the Warriors. And the boys, I remember the boys talking to me about it And they said, they asked Brent, what was it like when we came over? And he said, we used to hate it. He said, I used to hate going up against Clinton too because he used to just bash me. <laughs> 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 so, yeah, it's a, uh, mate, the Broncos, I'm, it's good for the Broncos, the brand, like their support over in, Bron- in Bronco Land on Thursday, Friday nights, absolutely crazy.
2: Staying with that, Kimpi. What about rugby league fans in New Zealand here, finally getting some
0: test footy to look forward to? Oh, it warms the cockles in, my, in, the, in the bottom of my belly when we see the league Test coming, in, and especially the, I think, the origin um, for New Zealand currently, which is Tonga, New Zealand being played in that origin window, so um, we've been starved of rugby league in this country for for nearly three years. I reckon they'll go close to selling it out. Uh, I don't know whether we'll see many black jerseys in the grandstand, is he? I think. I think Tonga. Mate, nah. <laughs> I went to the one. I went to the one up here at Mount Smart when they played the um, the English first, and I commentated it. Um, and, and all I can remember is just looking out and seeing the sea of red I was going man it's mm. like a little patch of black out there you know little patch of white and the rest of it's red so uh, yeah, a lot of people be happy about that uh, be interesting to see what sort of teams they, the two teams come up with they're going to be very very good sides across both sides if you look at the form in the competition um, but mm. yeah international football in New Zealand man it's it's been way too long can't wait.
3: Double header, double header. Got the women's as well taking on Tonga. So be awesome to see uh, Wahini getting out there and have another run, mate. There. I think tickets go on sale next Tuesday, next Tuesday or something like that. We're gonna get the tickets out there and they'll probably sell pretty quick. Um, yeah, exciting news. And we're gonna talk about that as ex- ex- well, Kempi, Because why we listen last night to uh, Greg Peters uh, going on Staffy's show and um, be interested to get your thoughts on what you heard last night and um you know kinda had a had a great little listen when I was going to bed. So uh, some fascinating little comments made on Steffi's show. So we'll have we Listen to that, hey eh, Louis. Yeah, why not? Let's let's let, well, let's let's get getting take on the obviously
2: not just the homecoming of the Warriors, but uh, the Kiwis homecoming of the Kiwis. It sounds crazy, but they haven't played here in so long, um, and, and just the land lay the landscape in New Zealand. Double eight, double three. How proud of you uh, are you that you're going to be able to go and watch the Kiwis play? Not just the Warriors at Mount Smart, but the Kiwis as well. If you're a league fan, you've been uh, it's been a drought. You've been starved of International Rugby League in this country. So how excited are you to have them back? And, and tell me, are you, are you going to be buying tickets? How many? Who's, who are you taking? Nieces, nephews, cousins? Let me know. How excited you are to have International Rugby League back in the country? Remember, every bit of feedback we get today, whether a text on double eight double three, the temporary post text machine, or even better, give us a call on 0800 One of you will have... $100 bonus bet to get on our multi of the day. Some nice texts here as well on double we'll get to after this as well as checking in on the landscape of international or domestic rugby league in New Zealand. Here with Chemist Warehouse, great savings every day. 21 minutes past six, Baz and he for breakfast. And this morning, 29th uh, Friday, Friday free for all, ripping with a little bit of fun in a minute. Uh, let's just take it back, though, to yesterday on SENZ. Uh, afternoons with Staffy. Staffy running a great cutter there in the Arvos. Ca- caught up with the CEO of... New Zealand Rugby League, to talk about this test double header that we've got in New Zealand. And Staffi Steph, asked a couple of interesting questions about the state of the game domestically underneath that top flight level. And one was around the districts and what the districts represent and how Greg thinks that they are going and the strength and the where they're at, I guess. Is it a strength? Is it a weakness? Is there energy? Is there a lot of passion out there? And this was Greg's answer on those districts districts
4: is where the energy and the passion uh, and the pride and the tribalism comes from. That you want to play for Taranaki versus Waikato you, you know, that's that's where your heart is and, and you we saw that in the nines and we saw the energy and the reason why we went to nines and not thirteens was because we were a bit worried about numbers for thirteens in all of our districts. Not not some of them, but all of them. So this provided an opportunity for pretty much all districts to have an opportunity to uh to qualify for that finals weekend um, in, in Auckland a couple of weekends ago so that's we, we want the energy and we want people playing for um, for districts um, and to come through that way and to re-energise those uh, so that they're powerful
2: That was Greg's take on the districts and you can go listen to the whole podcast on Staffy's podcast channel to get the whole context of where he thinks the game's at Kempi, something you speak a lot
0: about the districts, what does that actually mean and is Greg making a bit of sense there or not? Uh, he, makes to- he makes total sense that the districts need to be strong, the passion, and everyone wants to wear their colours. Um, but unfortunately for the comment, he, he left out that they-, they are separatist organisation, the NZRL, that run a model of seven zones, which he mentioned in his conversation, and the districts actually don't have a say at the or any equity in the game and an opportunity to run it. Um, quite simply, the game needs to go back to the districts. The zone model that was put in by um, Sir John Anderson in 2008 needs to be removed. It was, uh, as he said in the interview, it was put in there for a reason. He wouldn't elaborate on the reason. If I was Stafford, I would have asked, well, what was that reason? It was simply to de-establish Auckland Rugby League who are the powerhouse of, with 54% of the game in New Zealand. Um, and I think it's about time they gave the game back. The, the part that's missing out of here. Is the conversation um, around equity, okay? And equity means that the game, like Sui said to us, why well, I like that word equity, it needs the game needs to be run by its own people. There is not a designated Maori under the Treaty of Waitangi sitting on the board. There are four independent directors that have nothing to do with the game that sit on that board there is no district representation directly from a district and they'll argue that point and say well we invite three elected seats onto our board from the game it's it's it is not equitable that position and the the damning comment that he made in that is is that the comment that he made is that they're worried about numbers yes they should be worried about the numbers it is dying our game down the West Coast, which you mentioned, uh, it is dying. Our game, you know, when you talk about Otago as a, as, a, as a place to play rugby league, well, yeah, it's good. You can easily get one team down in Otago, but what about the 30 clubs up here in Auckland and, and places like I, I go to and chair my own little club down in Waitara? We've never seen a NZRL representative at, at our, in the last five years that I've been there. We've seen him once. And the, the trickle-down effect of funding, um, which is my biggest bugbear, doesn't make, get it back down into the districts. Quite simply, do this. Remove the zones, which is the second tier in this organisation, and re- re-establish the districts. The comment about Hone Harawera that um, we're willing to work with him, like, come on, you know, stop stop brushing throwaway comments under the carpet. Um, Hone Harawera does a wonderful job along with the other 15, uh, 14 districts. They need to be in, in charge of the job.
2: Love your passion, Kempe, and I knew you would have had a lot of thoughts listening to Greg Peters yesterday. It's easy to listen at face value to administrators, and um, unless you really have been in the game as long as you have, it's hard to really know where the truth sometimes lies on that stuff. But look, I think no one is ever accusing Greg of not wanting to grow the game in New Zealand or any administrator in any sport in New Zealand. Because you wouldn't be doing the job. But there are different tactics and there are different techniques you can use. And it just sounds like, just from an objective view on rugby league, it just sounds like the people have lost their voice. That's, that's kind of, and we'll, we'll pick, let you pick that up after Aroha, but it just sounds like the people at the core of it have lost their voice in rugby league. 100%. 29 away from seven. Aroha with the news here for Kubota, together with Shaping and Building New Zealand. Izzy's thoughts on that after this as well. And Kempi, get you to respond to that comment. Here's Aroha. <laughs> How's Izzy for breakfast? 27 away from 7. Yeah, Phoenix at it tonight over in Melbourne. Good luck to the lads. Listen to that on SENZ. All right, let's wrap this up because we want to keep on going on with our morning, get it going positive. And uh, the Harris-Tavita news this morning, well, we'll, we'll, we'll touch on that quickly, Kimpi. before we left off, I just said it sounds like the people have lost their voice in rugby league in Aotearoa, we it.
0: Yeah, they have at the table. They haven't. They haven't underneath the table. There, there's some massive grumblings going on about returning the game to its rightful owners, which is the districts and the clubs. Um, and I'm am I'm a big part of that. And and the districts can't wait to get the game back. So look, we're about growing the game. Um, the Hone Harawetas, they, they do such a wonderful job because they know the participant of the game. Um, and if we can get that equity right, then I can actually see rugby league in this country flourishing. Our biggest issue, and, and this is not what Greg said yesterday, is that our biggest issue is that we have three rugby league organisations in this country, One is the and, and big organisations as far as rugby league goes. One's the New Zealand Rugby League obviously our national body. One is the Auckland Warriors, New Zealand Warriors, and one is the Auckland Rugby League. Um, if we can go get them around the table together, they can actually fix the game in the country. But you know, the, the, there was a comment yesterday that Safi threw to, to Greg about the Warriors, and he just went, "You have to ask the Warriors about that." And and t- it was a tongue and cheek sort of answer. And I'm like, "Yeah, well, that's the problem with our game is you can't sit down around a table and get the get the game fixed." So um, mm-hmm. Izzy, you know, like I know you watch rugby league um, <clears throat> from a rugby perspective. Mm-hmm. How do you see the the major difference in in the I guess? the way rugby's sorted and the way that rugby league isn't?
3: Um, Look, the one thing that comes to mind, there's just no real alignment. Um, You think with New Zealand rugby, I don't know if it's a good thing or or a bad thing, but you know kind of where everyone sits in the table. You know, you kind of know where everyone is. You've got the rugby unions and the provincial unions. There's still a little bit of a separation there with with NZR and our Super Rugby franchises, but I don't think the... Fraction is as fractured as what is what the problem is in with New Zealand rugby league. Um, I, I hear what you're saying with the districts and the zones. I feel like with the zones, at the moment, it's a case of when you're in that zone, is there too many voices in that zone trying to have their say, and everyone's on separate page, different pages? Whereas you've got districts that's probably made up of of the unions with a but smaller unions in each district everyone having an equal voice. I think if you cram too many sheep into the same carriage, no one's going to have a voice. But if you keep it kind of filtered out and um, you keep it kind of separate, then the messages are going to be heard. That's kind of what I'm getting a bit of an mm. understanding from what you're saying, mate. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of work that needs to be done there, I'm, I'm hearing, Kempi.
0: Yeah, look, look. the only problem with that is is that no one actually talks to the zones. So they they float around yeah. doing their own thing. So they, and that's where the problem lies. The districts just get on with it and, and, mm. and survive. Um, and just thought, I just want to finish by saying, look, it's OK getting people to participate, but it's not OK just running events. I'll give you an example. Last year's under-20s champions from mid-central zone mm. They couldn't represent a team this year because there is no development for under 20s in our, in our area. And um, they advertise and try and get boys to play and represent in a New Zealand tournament. Now, that is the issue. Like, you don't throw a Facebook page up, Tokenism. post up, and say, hey, come and play for our, our representative jersey. Um, and what happened this year last year's champions couldn't even field a team Yeah, no development
2: Yeah, tokenism, it's an issue across um, every industry and and kind of virtue signalling isn't it Uh, love it boys, great passion is he and and I think you're right, that word alignment that's a real nice summation there hey, loveracing.nz, it's your home for everything thoroughbred racing, let's shuffle along eh because today we're at Rotorua and then tomorrow (laughs) uh, we have some bets well I do anyway and, hey, big shout-out to Murray Baker. He saddles his last horse and then enjoys retirement in his big comfy chair. Um, so Murray Baker, he will be signing off, hopefully, with a winner over the weekend. I think I saw Maddie Cameron's going to be riding his last chance. i have had about 300 winners together between, throughout the years. Anyway, today, Ray Sate, ruler. I've had a bet, and I think you can have a bet at the odds here. The Mighty Spa. Mark Walker told us this was his bit of the weekend in a rating 74, a stronger rating 74 at Tarapa on a Saturday a couple of weeks ago. Now, that day, Clever Rudds beat it. Clever Rudds has gone on to run another really nice race. I know you and your boy Dom love Clever Rudds, is Izzy. I yes, reckon we the f- do. I reckon the form coming Bloody out of Dommy. that... Yep, there you go, Tom. I reckon the form coming out of that rating 74 (laughs) is well and truly good enough to be winning this. Mighty Spa ran on from outside the pace that day. Um, It stays at the mile. I think, again, he's drawn out, so that's the only thing, but you just have to trust that OP can get him in a spot. I looked through all the fields. It looks like uh, the Mighty Spa might be the kind of class horse in the race meet today at Road Royal. There's a few two year olds stepping up, but I don't necessarily love tipping two year olds. The other horse I'll be backing just as a cover bet is Tavi Dora. Uh, Margaret Falconer, Maddie Cameron. This is a a relatively talented horse and it's got some better form than it might read. So, Tavi Dora, but the bet for me is Mighty Spa in race eight at Rotorua. Now, tomorrow, Kimbi. Dom, funnily enough, has sent a text. Morning, Uncle and Cousy Louis. Dom here. Been a bit busy this week, haven't had the chance to text.
0: But what are we thinking about a Tua and Cinerama Quinella? And, And that's the bet for me. I think that's the bet. You... You can't take away what to elicit brings to the race. Like it's going to be, it's going to be even hard for Cinerama to. to and and I've been talking about, you know, about this all week. And and, and funny, like I think Paulie Mowattie said it yesterday. Funny things happen in racing, uh, where where our, our horse can get up. But if you want to cover yourself, I think that's the bet of the day: to elicit into Cinerama. So you'll be getting bugger all for it, a
2: dollar nine in three sixty. Um, but I think that, Look. I would be pretty surprised if Charm, Star, Azolla Express, or Lecrae bet, bet Cinerama. Mm. I'd be flabbergasted if they bet to elicit. I think to elicit a $1.90 is the moral unfortunately. We'll see what Alan Sharrick says. He might give me a slap around the ears and that's fine. Um, <laughs> but, but I just look, she's, she's rated 104. She's won a group one at this track this season. She's a uh, super talented Jimmy Chu, and I think Cinerama is the obvious second pick. So, you know what? I'd do the I'd do the Quinella, but I'd also play the Exacta for a little bit more meat on the bone, Dom. So I'd have the Quinella on the, just in case Cinerama does get up, but I'd also take the Exacta uh, to elicit to win Cinerama to run second. And then there's been there's a uh, there's another text from Dom. More importantly, what are you weighing in at? Come down to the mighty 85 yes, five, get down
3: Footy tomorrow and get involved in training next week. Where is that? Is he? That'll be in Auckland. That'll be in Auckland. The eighty fives. Uh, he's he's based out in Auckland, so it'll be somewhere around Auckland, mate. Um, yeah, go go join it, mate. You might take on the Carisbrook Bush Pigs, hey? Hold
0: mate, introduce the introduce an under eighty five um, comp for a Monday night rugby league. Um, Show up here on on Sky TV. It was the best comp ever, mate. Like all of these parkier boys came out of the woodwork because they couldn't play open grade. It snapped. And, and under 85 and they honestly lit it lit up the lit up this comp this Monday night <laughs> comp we played in 2011 that's just tackle tackle touch no we, 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 we had to turn teams away like all the all of the kids over especially over the shore went yeah man I can play do, dom <laughs> where is your team
2: the mighty un, under the 85 to what club whereabouts I'll come to training next week I'll do it I will we are 18 away from seven after this it's quizzy dag 0800 150 811 Izzy Dag Quizzy Dag For a bit of Chemist Warehouse Fragrance Come on
0: a bit of Old Spice
2: I don't think Old Come Spice Come see me Is the best Mother's Day gift <laughs> eh? Thanks A bit to- of bonbon It's unisex Thanks to Chemist Warehouse We have The House of Fragrances Chemist Warehouse Have got some uh, uh, Well a lovely Fragrance For a uh, mum in your life This year 0800 150 811 Give us a call Come see us 18 away from 7
3: this is how you do it, Quizzy that come play it. This is how we do it, Quizzy that come play it. Quizzes on the line, just one at a time. Don't Google a lie, phone a friend, you'll be fine. Just listen for the signs, TAB with the prize. 50 bucks if you're wise If you're wrong and then we'll say goodbye This is how we do it This is how we do it Quizzy, that come play it Quizzy, that come play it 0800 150 811 Now give us a call Morning, morning, morning chemist Warehouse, Mother's Day yes. Coming up, it's coming up next weekend, Mother's Day, and we want to give you a gift courtesy of the team at the Chemist Warehouse for your lucky mum in your life. We've got Cozy Dag, and we're going to get Tom from Christchurch on the line. He's starting us off this morning. Morning, Tom. Tommy, good morning, Tom. Mm -hmm. Tom, Mm -hmm. Tom, Mm -hmm. Tom. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Joe. Well, Tom, Joe Joyce. Joe Parker. See you later, Tommy.
0: There's a rip. You can, to you can you wait. Your, f- gonna do.
3: your first drop. Brett from Huntley, you there? Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 Out first. <four. laughs> <laughs> More <Morina, Morina. laughs> yeah. no He's it? got a golden duck. Happy mate, Friday, you're my in. brother. Your pressure's on. Happy Friday, <laughs> Freddie. Freddie. Thanks for joining us, bro. Question number one. Which Tor Hanson New Zealand bowler is playing for Baz's KKR this IPL series?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Brett. Come on, have Brett. A Come have, on, a have a guess. <laughs> have uh, a guess. Have a
4: guess. A tall one. Uh, lovely twenty. Oh,
3: Ooh. nah. He's in the other team. He's in the other team. Sorry, Brett. Have a good weekend, brother. We're gonna get go to a Tom and Christchurch. Tom. good G'day. How's thanks Yeah, good, Tommy. Thanks for joining us, mate. You appreciate All it. Right. We'll give you the uh, we'll give you the first one. Here we go. Which
1: okay.
3: New Zealand bowler. He's tall and he's very handsome He's playing for Baz's KKR, the side PL series. Uh, um five.
1: Uh,
3: I'm
1: gonna go four, Lockie
3: Ferguson.
0: Three. Oh, oh that's four. a good
3: one though. Ooh. Ooh. Last year. No. It's not Lockie Ferguson, sorry. Have a good weekend, mate. Luke in Dunedin. Oh, here comes Luke. Watch out.
0: Warm. On a heater, on a oh. heater, Luke. The he's on a heater. Who no, is it? No, no, no,
3: no.
5: I'm gonna say like Gulliver. I'll find a friend.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's They <firing.
0: laughs> <laughs> They, you know, where do ducks go in the winter? They fly
2: into my mind way.
0: <laughs> what
5: the
2: hell? hell you... <laughs> what the... <laughs> <laughs> That is a terrible No, hold on, but this isn't a hard question. Luke, look, think of a tall <sighs> New Zealand black caps ball Like it's an easy. in the
0: winter, which way do they fall like in the Jameson. winter? No! <laughs> <Jameson>. No!
3: <laughs> oh, they fly to Jamison. No, no, no. it's, it's not, not Jamison. Sorry, Luke. Sorry, we're going to go to Princeton. Princeton, put us out of our misery. <laughs> they flying south, don't they, brother? Yeah. <laughs> they fly south on you, mate. South ducks fly southy. Nice, <laughs> nice, <laughs> Uncle. Here we go. Question number two: Which Serbian basketballer is tipped to win back-to-back MVPs in the NBA?
0: Oh, can I find a friend, mate? Five. It's yeah, a bit can't of a job. A
3: friend. Get- It. Yeah! I don't know. That'll, do. That'll do. That'll do. That'll do. That'll do. He's a bit of a, a joke. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Thanks, thanks, Which band famously... <laughs> Gibby, oh, yo, man, I love it. Which band famously performs... A Rat in the Kitchen? what? There's a rat in the kitchen. What am I gonna do? There's a rat in the kitchen. Who famously performs that? Five. Oh
2: four, nigga, Three. three <laughs> two. <laughs> from, the,
3: from
2: the deep south. We, we need All good, brother. you get
3: we need to speed this up. What's Sorry, Britain. Anton. Hey. Anton. Yo, you there? Who fa- yeah? Who famously performs Rat in the Kitchen"? Which band? I
1: had no idea what you were
3: singing there, but UB40. Uh, <laughs>
0: yeah,
3: good band. Yeah. <laughs> nice. There we go. If Kiwi is the answer, what is the question? Jesus, there's a lot of
1: answers to
3: that. A lot of questions. Um, <laughs> New Zealand's greatest race song. <laughs> I'm going to give it to him. Yep, yep, that's yeah, the answer. Yep. Well 1983
2: done. Melbourne Cup winner. That's close enough. Very good, very good. Beautiful, beautiful. Question number five.
3: Which, what is all black Corey Jane's all black number?
1: Oh, oh right. come on now. Not, Not give me an under over.
3: I'll,
0: I'll, I'll give you a clue. I'll give you a clue. Poison. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what? They drop it out of helicopters. They drop it out of helicopters. Uh,
1: 1080. Yeah! yeah. Bang! Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> that was
0: good.
3: His nickname's poison, mate. <laughs> Love it. Oh, that's a good one.
2: They they um they reckon when Dagger and CJ get together they're toxic. <laughs> 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 Thank you, Anton. Anton, who's the mum in your yeah, life man. you're gonna give a fragrance to? Uh, probably
5: my fiance, I guess.
2: Oh, good work, man. There you go. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse, the house of fragrances, um, this Mother's Day. All of the different goodies. There's got so many different options at lots of different prices points. So head into your local Chemist Warehouse and treat the mum in your life like Anton treating his fiance. Thank you, boys. Well done. Back after this to get to a text or two. Coming up to 7am, Brandy Alexander, our brethren from SCN, uh, across the ditch in Sydney, up after seven. Talking rugby league. Morning, Kempy. Did you see Channel- Chanel Harris-Tavita has ruptured his testicle playing against the Storm with Nickarima in isolation and Ash Taylor hopeless, sorry, I mean out. Our new kid we signed will probably play. Have you heard much about RC Kempy?
0: Heard absolutely nothing about RC. to be brutally honest. Um, I, I think mm. I, I'll send uh, Chanel Buckshelford's number, um, but yeah, played ten games, I see five last year, five the year before, managed to debut in 2020 looks like he's been thrown in the deep end this weekend Is he
3: ever ruptured a testy? No, no, no you got to get in the, You got to get in the dark places mate, you got to be hitting rucks or anywhere like that, hard stuff that the forwards do to get anywhere near that kind of situation, but no <laughs> it sounds absolutely sore, I must say <laughs> I don't want to be part of that, but it'll be interesting to see how Dejan Arce goes, mate Tough, tough ass. Anyway, we're going to talk to Greg Alexander shortly. I'm going to go get him at cafe now. He's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. Oh, doesn't get old. That song, I love it. Sweet disposition to bring you our Friday feels. Send it on Friday, the 29th of April. We're just after seven o'clock. And uh, we've got a big hour ahead of us. We're going to talk to Brandy, Greg Alexander shortly, and Joey Parker, just after eight o'clock. And we want to ask you to send your messages and send a text to to our Tempa Bedpost text machine. If you've got any questions for Greg Alexander or Joey Parker later in the show, and we will get those to our guests coming up. I'm going to read out a text message just right now. How good would it be for international footy? I was at the World Cup game against Tonga and it was an insane atmosphere. I got a leave pass from the, uh, from the wife, from the partner, for the first Warriors game. So I'm not sure how I'll, how I'll go asking for this one too. Maybe I'll just get a ticket and not tell her. Better to ask for forgiveness than permission. <laughs> there he is. He's got some sage advice from Richard. Good man, Richard. Keep those texts flowing in. We're going to have a wee chat right now about the NRL and about our own, the Warriors. Because right now we're going to catch up with Greg Alexander. He was there way back at the beginning, the dawn of the mighty warriors. Brandy Alexander, a wonderful footballer and extremely sharp mind of the game. And no doubt he would have been grimacing with all of us on Monday night as the massacre in Melbourne unfolded. He's also SCNZ, SCN brother nowadays, co-host of the 1170 Sydney Breakfast Show with Vossi. You can check out all of his work in the SCNZ app wherever you get your podcast, we've grabbed him while he's prepping for his big show this morning morning brandy Good day, boys how you doing thanks for joining us
1: i'm doing good i'm doing good no pleasure pleasure to have a chat it's not, not not great talking about what happened the warriors last week but um we've got to do it
3: <laughs> yes we do we do we've been um it's been well, wow, it's been on everyone's airways throughout the week and uh, everyone is very, very passionate, mate. You were back there way back at the start. So for you, a fellow Warriors legend, mate, what what did you think of, on Monday's night's football game and, and how do they turn the corner this week?
1: Well, I was I was calling it for Fox and tended to remain mm. on the positive. So I was talking about, you know, how well the Storm played rather than uh, be too hard on the Warriors. But, um, you know, after the game it uh yeah it was it it you know I, I can understand nathan brown and how disappointed he was and how you know it was a tough press press conference to listen to um mm. but they they can bounce back you know it, it's 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 not unusual uh, actually it is unusual to get 70 put on you but um big scores <laughs> big, big big scores are happening and Uh, But to get 10 tries run in, uh, in in one half of footy, I can only imagine how the players felt standing in the in-goal area, uh, you know, 10 times during a 40-minute period. Um, But the good news is, and we we were brought this news via the Fox Sports stat man yesterday, Wally. He, uh, He said out of the six times that a side has been beaten by 70, or had 70 put on them, in the NRL era, uh, out of those six times, four times the team has bounced back and won the next week. And the Warriors mm-hmm. do have a very good chance in doing that uh, because they're up against another side that are that are doing it a bit tough.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think you've been a bit nice, Brandy. It's Kempy <laughs> It's Kempi, mate ah, Hello, Tone. <laughs> hey, we've got a we got a question here from one of our listeners saying, "Good morning, Brandy. Who do you think the Warriors? Uh, what do you think the Warriors are missing?" Uh, in their team, or do you think the Warriors need a hard nosed coach? You've been, you've been, mate. You are here twenty seven years odd years ago in, the, in day one in ninety five. You think, do mm. you think the coach has um, maybe just not been the focus of the performance where he should be?
1: Uh, I, I don't know, Tony. Sometimes, you know, sometimes I, I think coaches get too much praise when a side wins, and then I think they get hammered too much when a side loses. Um, <laughs> you know, yeah. the, the blokes. The blokes on the field are the ones that are making the tackles, and I, I, mm. I know it all revolves around what they do in off season and what happens during the week and how the coach keeps the players, um, you know, their enthusiasm, um, whatever energy they were lacking um, on, you know, on Sunday night against the against the mm. the Melbourne Storm. Um, you know, look, there's plenty of talk about coaches over here. Um, those that are struggling, the teams that are struggling, I don't know. Do they do they do they get rid of Nathan Brown and who do they bring in? Like what? I, I sometimes I don't know the answer to that, and I don't know whether that's you know just a quick fix. But uh, ultimately, the players are responsible for what happens on the field. I, I I'll I, I'll never go away from that. Um, there's always finger pointing at coaches. Um, I don't know what he does. Did you know? Can Can he change the side? enough to to get more out of them? Does he threaten? I I don't, I don't even think that's the answer. You know, mm. Nathan just has to get the best out of what he's got at the
3: moment. Um, Breaking news this morning about uh, Chanel Harris-DeVita uh, potentially being injured. He's out. Now they've got Ash Taylor out. They've got injury-stricken. Now they've got a young guy, Dejan Arcee. Um, have you heard of him? We've never heard of him, so you probably haven't as well. But also, <laughs> is he able to... Where, where, where are the problems for the Warriors, and, and what have you been impressed with? Tell us what you've been impressed with as well.
1: Uh, first of all, on Dejan Asy, uh, he was a he was a Cowboys player, and he has played first grade. He's, he's got a he might have um, a dozen first grade ga- uh, games under his belt. Um, he's a five eight slash center. He's he's versatile. He's a big body, uh, and he's he's not a bad player. Like he's he you know he's he is a first grader so. Uh, obviously, the Cowboys didn't want him, and he's gone to the Warriors. But uh, yeah, he'll 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 handle it. Um, so that's yep. don't be too worried about Dejan Nasi. Uh, mm-hmm. I I don't, I don't think it's in terms of what do they need. Um, they they need some attitude. That's what they need. That, that's, let let's forget about what players they need and what positions they need to strengthen. They've got two very good front rowers uh, in Matt Lodge and. And Vanua um, Blake, so they they've got a platform there to work off the back of, uh, you know, it's disappointing that Josh Curran's injured. He was he was having a he had a good season last year. He's had a good season this year. Um, they they need some, and and I guess Tony's question as to, you know, the coaches and and you know, what sort of accountability lays with the coaches and what the coaches need is to try and create some sort of atmosphere where the players are getting, they're getting the best out of the players. You know, when you look at the good coaches, coaches uh, allow the players to play to their potential or get the best out of the players. They have them playing as good as they can. Now the Sharks lost last night, but they're a good example of what Craig Fitzgibbon's done. Uh, He's changed their attitude defensively um, and when you have a look at the individuals, all the individuals, apart from last night, um, were playing to their potential, getting the most out of Talakai and Jesse Ramis and mm. Sioni Katoa and mm. Ronaldo Mulitalo and Will Kennedy. Whatever they bring to the table as players, uh, that was happening on the field. And I guess that's what you want from your, your players. If the Warriors players yeah. bring what they have inside them to the game and display it, well... You know, you're solving a lot of problems. Um, mm. I, I don't know in terms of players what who they need or what they need, but what you have got is what you need to work with. And uh, you know, seventies, seventies, mind blowing, really. And mm. Um, mm. but I, I think they can bounce back.
0: Hey, Brandy, just on just on that, there's a there's a lot in that answer, but I'm just going to go back. You know. We, we played against each other you're fantastic for Penrith come over you, you know journeyman in the end and went back to Penrith and you've seen that club grow to what it is today which is like you know I reckon in the next 10 years it's going to be hard to get a premiership off Penrith because I got it so right with your with your understanding of New Zealand and, and I, I've never never heard a commentator talk about this but one of the reasons I think Ivan Cleary goes so well at Penrith is because he's mm-hmm. had such a good footing with the Pacific boys and the culture here in New Zealand, and there's so many similarities with West Sydney and Penrith, as there is to New Zealand, as you would know, having played over here. What do you think New Zealand could do to emulate um, the Penrith system?
1: Well, I think it's got to start as in the juniors, Kepi. You've got to, uh, you know, we started an academy. We, we, you know, apart from the building that we 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 knocked up, the twenty million dollar building that they train in. There, um you know, it, it's it's more about an attitude that you start from thirteen uh going up into first grade. And mm. you know, we we widened our horizons and we we went out west and you know, we picked up players like Matt Burton and Isaiah Yeo from the country areas. Um so we've we've widened, you know, the pool that we pick players up from. Uh and I think that's you know, the warriors the, the worst thing that happened to the Warriors was the uh, uh, the, the, the scuttling of the under twenties competition. Um, you know, I, mm. I thought that that gave young players in New Zealand something to aim for, and then the stepping stone was uh, was first grade after that. Um, and I don't know what what the Warriors do now as to not just cherry pick juniors from around the country, but uh, create some sort of pathway, and and uh, it's trying to explain what Penrith have done is 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 difficult. Apart from you know just the the dot points of of what they've done, and um, but it's it's creating that atmosphere and feeling that um, you're winners, uh, and mm-hmm. and I guess that's hard to describe really. But uh, what they do is. Um, importantly, uh, identify the talent, keep the talent that they want, um, and New Zealand have got a lot of talent over there. But are they keeping the talent that they want? Um, mm. You know, before they get to to first grade, it's mm. it's a job, but it, it, it can be done. My, my my advice would be to try and get Matt Cameron over there, who heads up our our, our pathways program and has for the last. Is Matty
0: still going around?
1: Maddie is going around, yeah, and he's, he's done a great job. Well, now he's, he's the CEO of, of, of our footy club, so mm. uh, Maddie's done a terrific job in, um, in organising what needs to be done prior to, prior to the you know young men that, that go on to play NRL.
3: Oh, so you nailed it there, um, Brandy. Mate, you talked about pathways. We've been talking about it all week, the recruiting and, and getting out of brightening their widening their horizons, getting the pathways sorted and it's been yeah, it's been a difficult time for the Warriors and that twenties comp was a big, big um signing point for these younger boys to get on the world stage and we saw what the Warriors were able to do. They went to the back to back grand finals, won it and um yeah, did yep. extremely well, mate. Let's look forward. Let's look forward to Saturday night. The Warriors taking on Ricky Stewart's Raiders. They played forty two times, twenty two wins for the for the Raiders, twenty for the Warriors. So pretty evenly matched. How do we see that panning out?
1: Yeah, I, I, you know what? I don't know, but it's must watch um, footy. That's for sure. <laughs> like two two sides that really need to bounce back. I I think it'll be a great game. I really do. Like I can imagine the embarrassment of the, the, the pride that's been hurt for the warriors um will that be enough to to get them across the line i i don't know but they've got a massive chance against the a uh, canberra side that've been disappointing for t- for a couple of seasons now so um every chance of grabbing the two points and now you grab the two points the warriors are on eight and sitting up up around the uh, around the eight so a uh, big win it'd be great for them for them to bounce back
3: Beautiful. Brandy, thank you so much for coming on the show. We appreciate your time and sharing your wisdom. Uh, have a great day. Have a great morning with Vossi, and we'll get you back shortly, mate. Thank you very much.
1: Good to chat, boys. Thanks. There he is.
3: Greg Alexander. I love that talking about uh, Matt Cameron. Just uh, Kempi, he spoke about that. Just reminded me of Aaron Webb. I, I keep mm. talking about my experiences down here of the Crusaders. He is the Crusaders Academy Manager. Yeah. And, mate, he does a fantastic job, a stellar job, mate. L- not only in, down in the south line, we want to promote our, our own down here and, and getting out to Timaru and and getting into the regions, but he also spots talent in elsewhere. So he's up and around Auckland, he's got scouts everywhere, and that's it's part key. of recruiting, you know. It's mm. key, mate. It key. is. And, and the Warriors, you just, he just spoke about Matt Cameron from Panthers, they can learn a lot from other franchises. I think, I can only speak on the Crusaders, but they do a great job, and Webby is that, that big influence on that.
0: Yeah, it's real fun, funny. Matt Cameron actually came over and helped us um, back in the early 2000s mm. with our junior structure that, where we got the Manu Vataves and, and Ben Matalinos, Russell Packers, all that sort of stuff set at competition up here in New Zealand. So good to see that Matty's still running around. Penrith, mate, they're the benchmark. like They've got it so right over there yeah. at the moment. And I just want to talk a little bit about Brandy. I grew up watching Brandy Alexander when he was playing for Penrith as a 17-year-old. Mate, the, the guy, him and Phil Blake at the time, were like two of the most electrifying halfbacks I'd ever seen play the play the game. So, got to see Brandy still passionate about development and pathways. That was that was real good feedback from him.
2: Real honest feedback as well. Mm. He's got a sharp rugby league mind, and look, the, the feedback's flowing in on double eight double three. Here's a chance here for you to call oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. Did what Greg Alexander say resonate with you around Pathways and what Penrith have been able to do? Because it has come through on the text machine. I'd love to hear from you. Give us a call. Remember, every bit of feedback today, you go on the draw for a $100 TAB bonus bet. You're getting on our multi, so, I mean, it's ride or die, really, isn't it? 19 past seven, here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Your feedback up after this. 24 minutes past seven this morning. Happy Friday to you. You've made it to your weekend. Well done. Let's kick through this morning. Hand it over to Smithy. Plenty to talk about, including the Warriors. Well, they are on a redemption path this weekend. Brandy, the thing that resonated most with me was... It's must watch. Canberra versus the Warriors. There will be fireworks as players look to redeem themselves. Mm. Here's a great text to kick us off. Izzy from Chris. It was good listening to what Greg Alexander had to say, but I think the ongoing issue is the Warriors have to pay more than market value to get decent people over here. And that means they really don't get enough of those people that are hard-nosed, hard-working on and off the field, great point, Chris. Being able to t- t- to get enough of those sorts of people, you can build a team around and a club around to build a great culture is tough for them. I think that is a very insightful uh, bit of wisdom from Chris. There is he?
3: Yeah, very very good text message from Chris. Appreciate that on Text Machine. Um, look, I think the question and, and the answer is, I mean, the answer is is the culture and environment. You know, some, they, it needs to be enticing for these superstar players from the NRL. Like, uh, if they're looking in at the Warriors now, does that, uh, you know, does that excite them? Does that make them want to go, wow, I'd love to be a part of that team? Probably not. Mm. You know, so first things first, they've got to sort out how they run the situation, the whole environment. It starts from the top and filters all the way down. Once they start getting those things right, their pillars, their identity, we always talk about it, what they are, who they are, then they'll be able to um, entice those superstars players, the Brandon Smiths, that we want them want to come home to Wai- Waiheke Island and be around his family. If if, if we had the pillars in our, our base set in Auckland and everything was sorted, then I'm pretty sure we will be able to sort those uh, superstar players out. So yeah, you're right on the money there well, if we have to pay overs. And when we are getting players, we're probably getting players that are past... They're used by date, and then probably just heading on the way out. So it's a good little last couple of year paycheck for them. So we want to invite entice those young players, the superstars that have got a big, big future. You know, the, the franchise players that we can build a team around. And um, yeah, it's a great, great, great text here. And another one here for you, Kempi Brandy. We brought up Nathan Cleary when Ivan was here for Mount Albert Lions. He dedicates his time to New Zealand for tackling for big bodies. So uh, that's from another text. But
0: um, keep them coming through. Yeah, and and you know Nathan had no choice but to tackle big bodies when you're playing, especially up here in Auckland. The the kids are massive, mm. and you know it's no no different to Sydney. To be brutally honest, they've got the same problem over there where the maturation of our young Polynesian kids outstrips those of Pakeha boys, and and they find themselves probably out outsized in the junior game here. It's just another one of those issues that you need to sort through. But just to touch on your point and and around what Brandy was talking about around that identity that you're talking about, so like a... When you, when you say not enough hard-nosed people on and off the field, well, the strategy, look at Melbourne, they have a strategy of picking players and, and, st- and hiring staff. You do the same thing in New Zealand. Maybe you hire your, your, your bulk from New Zealand, you know what I mean, around the rural areas and, and get those hard-nosed workers. That's why it was always good we, when you're signing country boys because you knew what sort of work ethic you got. And then those marquee players, is then, then you try and fill those spots with probably New Zealanders that want to return home. You know what I mean? Because if you look at the competition these days, imagine if you could get a Jerome Hughes and a Brendan Smith.
2: Yeah, you're right, Kempy. and actually Kevin from Te kind of picked up on half of that point and half of the other point you love to make around uh, pathways. Warriors, it's not rocket science, let's get the under-20s going again. And that's what Brandy was saying. John Acklin back at the helm. I
0: actually told Greg Peters that for nearly four years ago when he first got the job and came to my house to talk about what, what need to happen. I said, scrap your premier competition at national level and start at 20s because the 20s is, is going to be – um, cut out of the competition in the NRL next year and continue to grow that space here in New Zealand and if they had done that four years ago mate they'd have so many more kids to choose from
2: Best case scenario is, is that we can kind of become that third state, that under 20s competition, Auckland can actually have one of their own and then you've got the players right on the Warriors doorstep and once the Warriors come back here and it is an attainable goalpost post for these young men, well that's when you'll start actually building some uh,
3: uh, I guess presence underneath the top level mm. Yeah, you're bang on there, Kempi uh, and Louis, And we spoke about it earlier, Kempe, with the alignment. And I touched on it with the rugby and the unions are aligned. Um, New Zealand are leading. You've got the provincial unions, you've got the Super Rugby franchise, but they're all aligned. They know where they sit on the bus. Is there any of that with NZR, the Warriors? You know, you touched on um, his comment, you're going to have to ask the Warriors. So that just shows there's separatism in there. They're all mm. separate. They've got their own agendas, so you're never going to get any leeway or any progress with that sort of situation going on.
0: So, first things first, they've got to sort out a where they sit on the bus. Hundred percent, and you know when he when he said twenty million to build that building at Penrith, you know, in the context of um, building uh, facilities here in New Zealand, which you could probably mirror what they do in Melbourne. In the four corners of the Melbourne Stadium, they have rugby, netball, mm. and rugby league, and and AFL. What about it's all, sitting in the, all sitting in the same building. Yeah. Now, I mean, when you put that yeah. into context around 20 oh, yeah. million, it's not that much. Yeah, love it. Seats
2: at the table. And, and this is where Jerry's come to as well. Is he wouldn't be great for NZRL? Wouldn't it be great for NZRL and the Warriors getting on the same page, have a contract based academy keeping the best talent here in New Zealand? Jerry, hallelujah, buddy. Do you know what? When we had Cam George on, he made a flippant comment about NZRL as well. He did He did And, and you know what he, You could tell he was exhausted And then Greg Peters Has done a similar thing yesterday So on SENZ We've we've heard the contempt, We've heard the disconnection And that's a real concern mm. Brenton 0800 You're coming up after the news With Aroha So stay with us to hear What Brenton's got to say Here is Aroha With the news for Kubota Together we are shaping And building Aotearoa <laughs> Alrighty, we're 25 away from a Alan Sharrick not far away to discuss Cinerama and his weekend runners with the Waikato Stud Racing Preview and uh, that's where I want to take my Choices Flooring poll today lads. I'd like to take everybody involved with Baz and for breakfast to one of my favourite islands. So pack your Hawaiian shirt and your torch. We're going to Redemption Island. Because there's a lot of teams and a lot of people that need to redeem themselves in current society.
3: <laughs>
2: you know, we could, we could go politicians, we could go oh, royals, we could do anything. But let's keep it sport-focused. See your floor change in an instant with RoomView. And I want to ask you, who's got the biggest redemption job on this lovely Friday morning? Is it the Warriors? 70 points. Is it not actually that hard for them to redeem themselves because they only have to lose by 68? Or do they really need to grind and graft? Is it the Highlanders, whose season has been just extraordinarily underwhelming? Like, seriously. Is that a big redemption job in Suva against a tailed-up Fijian drawer? Is it Cinerama, oh, <laughs> who God. last start... Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Her last start got beaten in the CD when she should have won.
0: 100%.
2: And now she's up against two elicit in her last start. That's some redemption mountain she's got to climb. Or is it Ben Stokes and English cricket who have just been going from bad to worse to worse to bad for a long period of time? The Kiwi Ben Stokes has now been given the mantle, the hot potato that was stripped off Joe Root for no real good reason, and now he's got a mountain to climb. That mountain is called Redemption Island Mountain, and those are four ben options. Stokes, the captain? He is now.
0: Yeah, that, What captain. a story. What a story, mate, for a mm. young Kiwi boy that went over there. His dad went over there just to coach rugby league. You know that, eh, is he? Mm. Ben, yep. ben Stokes' father Gerard went over there to coach rugby league up in the up in the, the, the Cumbrian area.
2: He did, Kempi. So go to the S C E N Z app on your phone, head to your app store if you don't have it, click on Baz and Izzy for breakfast with Kempi this morning, the stream, and you will find the poll. Who's got the biggest redemption job on their hands? The Warriors, the Highlanders, Cinerama, Ben Stokes, and English cricket. Izzy Gut
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's a good poll, Louis. Man, you are fire. Um, man, how good for Ben Stokes, his first assignment up against the Black Caps. Say, hey, see if he can get the job done against our very own Black Caps. Um, uh, okay, I'm going to go the Warriors. We've been talking about the Warriors all <laughs> week. There's been question marks on the Warriors. Can they listen? You know, uh, Brandy spoke about attitude. You know, whether Nathan Brown has gone back and and demanded that from his players, and the players have actually bought into what he's saying that is redemption for me. So I'm going the Warriors against the Camber Raiders. I want you to have your choice. Tony,
2: you're in Auckland. You want to have your choice? Who needs to redeem themselves, brother? Um, Sean Johnson and the Warriors for sure. Yeah. Mm. I think, you think you're think you right there. What you, does he need to do?
4: Oh, he needs to grab the, the ball by the horns and then start being a leader. And um, I mm. think that's what we back for, to lead the team. But he's not doing a very good job. Uh, to me, the Harris
1: is, uh, is the man at the moment. No, she, uh, uh, the, the back backbone is the pathetic. It really is. Tony? You know, it, it, it gets from bad
4: to it skips worse and goes to pathetic and ridiculous. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: Tony, it's Friday, mate. Come on,
2: we're, we're, we're trying to keep keep it going. Uh, you're
3: passionate. He's passionate. <laughs> he loves it. He's <laughs> passionate. He wants, For the last he
2: wants,
3: last week,
4: they just they just ruined my week. You know, seventy <laughs> points. Come on, man. You know. <laughs>
2: Tony, love it. Love it, mate.
4: Love, love your passion I mean, look at the Broncos. They beat the Sharks last night.
2: <laughs> Honestly, mate, yeah. anything's possible, Tony. <laughs> Tony chooses the uh, Tony chooses the Warriors and SJ. One very quick one before we get off because we need to hit off the Al Sherrak. One last one, Richie, who needs to redeem themselves,
4: mate. The Warriors need to redeem themselves uh, very quickly. And pathways, I think what they need to do is, as well with the Warriors is start go back to day one and rebuild the club. Just don't look at players; look at how we can make pathways for coaches as well. 100%. I think that's
2: where we're we're lacking. Bang, yeah. That, sure. is, that so. there is
0: is the right. grab. If you do not coach the coaches, that is the key to not su- to no success in New Zealand. Coach the coaches.
2: Perfect, love it, Kimpy. Thank you, Izzy. Love Thank it, you Richie. to Richie and also to Tony. Let's find out who Al- Alan Sharrock thinks needs to redeem themselves. It might be Kimpy after his performance on the way back from Cambridge. A hundred phone calls. I checked the log. It was terrible. <laughs> Twenty away from eight. Alan Sharrock up after this. Quarter to eight this morning. We caught up with Mark Chittick earlier in the week for our Waikato stud racing preview, but this may as well be an extension of that, Kempe.
0: Yeah, mate, and that's right. Um, well, it started well for us already this week. Uh, yesterday we got a pocket full on Ideal uh, in the Waikato stud colours um, in Hawara, and that was because Alan told Mark, Mark told us, and we told the world. And uh, so what we, <laughs> what we hope to do today Louis let's keep the momentum rolling. Al's got a few in, and he's online with us right now. Red, how you going, mate?
4: Yeah, good, Mac. Yeah, we're a little bit closer to that uh, good red wine at Waikato Stutt. Put it that
0: way. <laughs> yeah, Louie's going to be hiding in the boot. <laughs> going. I'm going to sneak him <laughs> in, mate. So he's looking forward yeah. to getting down there and getting a steak and a, and a glass of red wine. Hey, mate, Al, before we go to horses, I want to ask you a question, okay? Before we yeah. go to before we go to horses, when you, when you watched the Warriors the other night and they got tonked, What did you think? Oh,
4: mate, it was nothing short of pathetic, really, in it, you know, for professional sportsmen. Very, very sad, Mac, when that happens, Um, you know, because as a country, we follow them. I've found myself following league more than rugby at the moment, Mac, because I just think there's a bit more happening. So, you know, when the national side gets flogging like that, it's not good for the country, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, no, you're dead right. Oh, good to hear, Alan, that your passion's still there. Look, got a few runners, got a few runners over the next couple of days uh, in Whanganui and also um, up here in Tarapa. Uh, Al Mayor up against Tua Elicit. What's your thoughts?
4: Well, I've just done the work, as I've always done in my life, Mac, while you just sit there and talk. <laughs> so I've just hosed her yeah. down and scraped her. She's, she's as good as I can get her, really, Mac, to be honest. But... Uh, I think two illicit's got to have a lot of bad luck for us to beat her. But racing's a funny old game. She's as, she's as good as I can get her, mate. She's well.
3: Oh, that's, that's given me a bit more confidence than Kempi's given me all week. <laughs> uh, Al, mate, he's been talking it down. He's told me to get on to illicit because anything I, I back, I tend to stop. So I'll back to illicit, mate, so you you might have a chance. You need some luck there, yeah, mate. Well, you
4: luck. Yeah, well, anything Mac tells you, divide it by two in Harvard, and you're somewhere where you should be, okay, Israel?
0: Yeah. <laughs> hey, Al, you've got Al Hale. Right, Al? You've got Al Hale, Mary, and Tavitak in there, too. Al, how are those two going to look?
4: Al Hale, Mary's a head scratcher. Um, yeah, she's probably like Cinerama. It could be her last run as well and off to the breeding barn. But I think Tavitak's a winning chance, boys. He's He's got a sloppy draw, he's worked super. And his last two starts have been, these sectionals have been great. So, yeah, he's got a sloppy draw of 13, but he only carries 57.5 for that girl on. So I think he's a strong each way play on Saturday. Tab attack.
3: Beautiful, beautiful. Love that, Al. All right, this is the answer. Just ask me, what is the question? <laughs> the answer, you <laughs>
4: wouldn't be backing him for two starts. His race is the agri <laughs> challenge at Wonganui at weight for Ace. He's probably bigger than Mac at the moment, and the track's too good. So he'll be languishing somewhere at the tail end, boys. Okay?
2: I don't know about that, Al, because I can see Kempi right now. He's singlets only uh, in the month of April, and it is intimidating. Mate, on Just Ask Me, like, the way he gets through the wet, and I didn't realise he'd only had, oh, what is it, 18 starts? I don't even know if it's that. I I mean, he's, he's... Kind of won a lot of races for how many starts he's had. Is there any thought with the way he gets through the wet to have a crack like a Sydney autumn or anything?
4: Yeah, well, mate, well, I wouldn't dismiss that, Louie, because mate, they're just in a they're in a world of pain with their wet tracks, yeah. and that's probably a place he should be. But. um you know, it's whether Mac can afford the price of Chris Waller compared to me. Now, that could be the, the bigger question, Louis. You know what I mean?
2: Oh, I do know what I mean. And Because um, yeah. he's
4: getting it for nothing for me, and I can guarantee
3: oh, you Chris won't gifted. It for oh, gifted.
0: That's the hashtag eight. gifted. Oh, gifted. It's that's, free, that's, it's what, campy. that's what the White Waitota boys do, mate. They look oh. after each other. <laughs> That is it. A- <laughs> yeah, yeah. You gotta be good to get into this crew, Louis. You That's ha- why you're in the boot when we go to Chinox. You
2: held that one close to your chest, didn't you, gag hey,
0: yeah, Be quite quite in the cheap seats. Hey. He's a,
2: he's
4: on family rates.
0: <laughs> hey Al, Murray Baker is uh his last weekend this weekend. Uh thoughts on Murray Baker and his career?
4: He's a legend, mate. And uh always been a good man and a good man to talk to. I never forget uh, probably the, the best bit of information Murray Baker gave me as a young trainer. I was in those days you flew over on the plane with the horses. Murray was sitting next to me on the feed containers in the aeroplane, and uh, like he's a legend. He said, I'll give you one tip, son. He said, Don't take other trainers rejects and you don't want to be known as a jumping trainer. So they were two things Murray said to me and I've never forgotten to be honest.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That is brilliant. There's some sage advice that probably stands up now. Alan, last one for me, mate. Ideal. I know you would have had the big big picture board out and be scheming next time. What do you reckon? Yeah. What, what what can she win as a five-year-old mare? Like a, a, do you reckon she can get a group one fillies and mares, or is she that good?
4: Um, I, I think at this stage, um, see her mother mm-hmm. never won a group one until she was six, Louis. Uh, Mark's really good to train for. I said, I want to play the long game, we're going to turn her out for three months. She's about 16-3 um, and underdeveloped at this stage, but she's done a really good job for a big slab-sided filly, but I can see it being a Martin Cup mare or something like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, she's going to get black type, Louie, and that'll enhance the family. You know,
2: yeah. yeah, exciting stuff, mate. Especially since you're in that you're in that ownership to keep breeding from, and, and that's a it's an awesome family, isn't it, mate? So yeah, awesome stuff. Yeah.
0: Nah, all good, boys. Good to talk to you, Alan, and uh, all the best tomorrow with the mare. I hope she uh, uh, she jumps well, and I hope that to elicit. Mrs. Yeah, good weeks. Luck, Al.
4: That That's
0: what we want. I think Robert Wellwood's just put his hand through a
2: wall in his stable, hearing it say that. Um, how dare you, Kimpy? Is he? I've just learnt something. Cut it out. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I thought you were. You know, like this is not a crack at you, but you know, pretty influential character. I thought you were the hashtag gifted king on this show, but I think yeah. you've just been dethroned. Yeah.
3: I have mate, I have Kimpy. <laughs> look Kempi.
0: at his face, is, mate.
3: Look, the odd product here and there, and the courier's not there. But when you get a free, free training fees, <laughs> probably get a free VIT fees. Oh, Kimpy, you're saving an arm and leg. Now I know why you're buying art. There's
0: nothing. That's not look. There's no Sherick discount. There's nothing free.
3: discount a hundred.
2: It's <laughs> incredible.
0: That's what happens when you spend your whole life with that fella. He looks after you. I'll tell you. I'll tell you one thing about Alan. We had a mate. He we went through some hard times. Alan had this property. Um, he bought it, put, put some more horses on it, you know, and it had a had a like a two bedroom house in it. Alan, Alan said to the bloke, "Just go and live there, rent free, just till you're ready to you get back on your feet." That's that, that's Alan Sharrick, mate. You know what I mean? Mm, like, just mm. loves looking after people.
2: Sold to the earth. Um, he's a good bloke and he's, a, he's an outstanding trainer awesome stuff on Murray Baker as well don't take other trainers rejects and don't be known as a jumps jockey words to live by in the racing industry I think anyway 7 away from 8 some awesome ticks here on Redemption Island we'll get to after this Baz Nizzi for breakfast texts after this Two minutes away from uh, 8 o'clock this morning. Um, Izzy, we've got Joseph Parker coming up after 8 a.m. So if anyone's got any questions, 8833, come through with those for JP or even give us a call and we'll see if we can put you on the line. He's such, a, he's such an awesome and um, warm fella. He'll no doubt would love to let you know how his career is progressing and exactly where he sees himself. I'm really looking
3: forward to catching up with JP. Yeah, so am I, mate. Um, just get a kind of honest uh, summation of where he's at. Um, you know, it's just a defining fight for him up against a quality Joe Joyce, who everyone's trying to avoid. And Joe just feels like this is where he needs to be, fighting the best of the best. And uh, Joe Joyce is right up there. Dillian White, he spoke about that yesterday. He wants to fight them both. So, yeah, looking forward to the conversation with Joey Parker. That's going to be really, really interesting. And then that last hour... Remember, we've got a hundred dollar bonus bet giveaway for our multi, and I've had a wee look, boys. I've had a we look. I just want to, I just want to give a little welcome back to a tissue. A racing <laughs> on uh, Saturday at uh, Hawkesbury. The Hawkesbury Cup. Uh, first start since that horrible day at Rosehill, uh, when a tissue decided to knock Kathy O'Hara off her, off the back and uh, in the in the gates there. So a is back. I'm not going to tip it. I'm not going to punt it. But welcome back, welcome back, Atissue. Nice is he? Fiji and Darua. Taking on the Highlanders on Saturday. I feel like that is the bit of the weekend. They're still $4.20. can't believe it. It's going to be t- a hard-ass for the Highlanders. Anyway, coming up, we're going to talk to Joey Parker. We've got Pitt Morris. And it's our Friday tipple because we love a Friday and we love cheers in the week. It's been a huge week. Got some awesome texts on the text machine. We'll get to those very, very shortly. But coming up, our McCafe Coffee Catch-Up Joey Parker. I'm going to go get me a coffee, actually. Here's Arouha with the news for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. Welcome back. Baz and Izzy for breakfast. SCNZ Friday, the 29th of April. It's a Friday send. Just after 8 o'clock. Tony Kemp with Louis Herman Watt. Joey in the kitchen cooking up some bacon and eggs. And, well, speaking of Joes, we're going to talk to Joey Parker. We don't want to leave him waiting. We might get that, wow, that little apricot he gave Chazora couple of months ago outstanding fight from our very own man and he's on the phone line now the heavyweight boxing scene has been popping off for the last few years and our man Joey P Joseph Parker on the way back up is in the thick of it after stringing a very tidy win streak together most recently dominating Derek the watcher's aura so whose face is he gonna punch in next Englishman Joe <laughs> Joyce is what the mayor was saying and there are other options for our man, Joey P, and he's on the phone right now. We really appreciate it. Joseph Parker, how are you, brother?
4: Good morning.
5: Oh, good evening. Good evening.
3: <laughs> <laughs> She's morning over here, but Hey, how you going? How's, how's the week been for you, mate? Training all right?
5: Yeah, training's good. I'm, just, I'm, back, I'm back to Morecambe, back to reality. Back to putting in the hard work, but I'll tell you this the weekend that we just had was one of the craziest weekends I've ever been involved in.
3: Tell us about it, mate. Keep going, keep going. How good was it, mate? Tyson Fury, Wembley Stadium, 94,000 people. How good? How's Tyson, um, you know, pulled up after that? Yeah, Tyson was
5: good. Like, uh, after the fight, we, we left the stadium like around 2.30 because he had to do drug tests and he had to do media press conference and all, all the commitments, but. Like the fight wise, he wasn't even hurt. Like, he didn't, uh, there was no mm. scratches or any bruises. I think there was only one, I think, was from the elbow that White was using. But other than that, he was perfect. And uh, <laughs> we had a good celebration the next day, and that continued, and then continued again. <laughs> and, and now, I think, I think now we have stopped, and now we're back to, uh, you know, back to living normal life.
3: Yeah, back to reality, mate. That was a. Fascinating fight! It was just so much going on. And, and tell us about that—the uppercut from Tyson Fury. Tell us, was that was that all part of the plan? That would have been obviously what he saw from previous fights with um, Dillian White getting knocked out from that uppercut and just coming off with perfection, mate. Was that all part of the plan for for Tyson Fury?
5: It was all part of the plan. He was—he uh, didn't show the uppercut once. And what he was trying to do was mm. hit him to the body, hit the body, hit him to the head, and, and sort of mix it up. And he saw the right opportunity open up and he just and he took it and then listen to sort of paid dividends. But and then after the fight he walks up to me and goes, Joe, that, that was a Joseph Parker uppercut, but done the right way. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, Joe, do you, you, oh, you get a chance no, soon you get a chance soon to show us Joseph Parker the right way? Um, did you get excited, mate, when you saw that ninety five uh, ninety four thousand people at Wembley and you know, the the old man singing um, the song at the end of it and getting the crowd all, did it excite you about your next fight? Tell us a little bit uh, uh, more about that.
5: Got me very excited. Like uh, I was I was so happy not to be fighting on that card so I can experience being a, a boxing fan. <clears throat> 94,000 people, mm-hmm. the craziest atmosphere, him singing the song at the end, us singing along, not not singing on the right tune. It was all it was crazy <laughs> funny. And then uh, it got me excited for my fight. We announced, that we are working towards locking in a fight with Joe Joyce. This, it hasn't been locked in yet because they won't sign the contract and they want to change this and that, but we're very closely locking it in, and I think it'll be a great fight. And I feel like after experiencing that, uh, it's like when I went to Vegas to watch this fight. I experienced him beat Deontay Wilder, then I went and trained for my own camp and beat Derek Tessora. Now, this is similar. You know, I've just witnessed him do his thing again, and now I'm going to plan for the next camp and the next fight, and I'm going to go out there and do my best.
3: So it's been speculated that Joe Joyce is on the card. If you fight Joe Joyce, um, yeah, what kind of challenge does this present for Joseph Parker? We, we spoke about the division. I think I uh, think back to Carlos Takim and everyone was trying to avoid him. Is Joe Joyce, what type of fighter is this? Going to be a tough matchup for you?
5: Very, very tough. He, he is one of those fighters that's avoided. And I, and I did speak to Tyson about it. And Tyson said uh, Joe Joyce was, is a tough, very tough fight because he's had him in sparring camp. He had him in camp for mm. when uh, he was preparing for Deontay Wilder the first time. And he said he, he keeps coming forward. He's got a good engine. He's not the fastest fighter, but he just consistently, like, it just goes towards, like, all the way to the 12th round, if he if he had, to, you know, mm. the engine that he has. And he just keeps going, keeps going, keeps coming forward. So it's very dangerous. And he's got a very good chin. So it's going to be the challenge of who's got the best chin out of the Joes.
0: Yeah, mate, you've, you'll, you'll have the best chin, Joe. We're supporting you. Just to, there's a little bit of a rumor down here, mate, about the management um, and who's looking after you. Is Tyson Fury your new manager?
5: I tell I tell you this. Tell you this he's, David, David Higgins is my manager, but Tyson has been doing a lot for me since I've been in uh, in the UK. You know, he's he's gone out and got deals for me. He's gone out and done like you know, helping Andy Lee with the training camp. He's gone out and you know, he's just giving yeah. us all the ideas to try and uh, help. And, you know, he's, like I said before, he's given me his house, he's given me a gym, his nutritionist, his strength coaches, besides But He said to me, here, John, take this team and use everyone. And <laughs> uh, you know, what a legend. I want you to be the best that you can be.
0: Yeah.
3: Man, that that is awesome. Okay, here's the question. And I want you to just really put it where Louis' mouth is, and he's going to give me a bit of money here. Um, there was questions about, people have been asking me, would Joe fight Tyson Fury? And I said, no way. They're brothers. And on the weekend, if uh, Dillian White didn't turn up, you would have had to fill in. I said, well, Dillian White's turning up because he's got six million reasons to to turn up. Would you ever fight Tyson Fury? Yes. Yes! Yes!
5: yes! I've, I've said before, I've said before I wouldn't, and he said that he wouldn't fight me, but... Six weeks before the fight, he goes to me. I was eating at his house because we're having, you uh, know, we're, we're on a, like a meal plan, <laughs> eating breakfast, lunch, dinner. Joe. I was at his house having lunch, way, on! and then he goes, This to me. <laughs> he goes, This to me. He goes, Joe, he's on the phone and he goes, I need a standby fighter. You're going to be the standby fighter. And I start laughing like it's a joke because I thought it was a joke. And he said, If yeah. you don't fight, you're going to get a bit of money just to, st- to stay ready. But if you do fight, you're going to get what, 2.5, whatever, 3 million. And we could shake hands. Let's go in the ring. Let's bash each other up, the, and then after a the fight, we'll just be brothers again. So if the <laughs> nice. fight hadn't turned up, I would have had to go inside and try our best to bash him.
3: He's oh. trying to pick himself well, up off the ground. I'll send you my green. invoice, Kay. I'll send you my invoice. I'll send you an invoice for what I owe. Oh, what I, Louie now? What I, Louis, now?
2: Hey. I, own Louis. Nah, I love that, love that. And it's
3: all about uh, the fight game in the end.
2: That's right, Izzy. and look, Joe. All my logic was is that you never say never to anything, and at the end of the day, you're a competitor who's got to put your career first, right? And you and Tyson, you might be as close as you like, person personally, but then professionally, that's another thing, right?
5: Yeah, that's, that's exactly what he said. He goes, "It's all of, It's all business, you know. And if we go in a ring and we fight each other." It doesn't matter, may the best man win, but then after that, we want to go out and celebrate like we just did. <laughs> yeah.
0: Hey, Joe, Joe, just another question. Um, I'm never going to hear the end of this now. Before before we go and uh, dip into Izzy's pockets, because he owes us plenty, Sonny Bill Williams Sonny Bill Williams, and Jake Paul, mate, does it happen?
4: Oh,
5: it looks like it looks like it's heading towards that way. I think Jake Paul's looking for a big name to fight. And Sonny is a massive name down these ways. And also, like in England... In Ireland, not because of the rugby, you know, and he's now he's going to boxing. I think if it happens, he's got a big chance, he's got a big chance to
0: knock him out. Yeah, Sunny Sonny Bill knocks him oh. out 100%. Yes, yeah, so, oh man, that'll be a great fight and depth depth a bit of a fill too. He'll get paid
3: all right, too, wouldn't he? Yeah, and that's when and then we have to ask him for it <laughs> so we can send him the invoice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll send him the invoice. Yeah. Joey, when are you coming back? When you're back in the country, mate, and how's the family finding Morecambe And you've settled in? Are you a UK my fighter fam- now, or still a yeah. Kiwi?
5: I'm a Kiwi fighter, just just using the environment here in the UK, using the facilities and the whole team that Tyson's giving me. My family, my family's back in New Zealand, so I, I miss. I do miss my family. I might, I might be back another week. I might be back next week. I don't know. I'm not sure yet. Have you got any? Yeah. Have you got? Have you got a yeah. word
0: for the Warriors, Joe, after last week's effort? How did they do? <laughs> Mate, they got, pu- they got pumped by 70.
5: Uh, oh, my boys. Uh, head up, chin up, uh, on to the next.
3: <laughs> yeah,
5: beautiful.
3: <laughs> love it, love it, Joey. We're going to have to let you go, brother. Appreciate you coming on the show and uh, ruining my uh, pockets. And uh, just really... Deflating me, nah. But you're a champion, mate. You're a real champion. And one Joe more Joyce. thing. One
5: more. I've not told you one more thing. I think Tyson's planning a, a, a world tour at the moment. You know, and there's New Zealand on a list. Australia's on a list. There's America. There's Dubai. So once he does come down, the once he comes down to New Zealand, we're going to show him a great time. You know, you know, I'll get you guys all to meet him.
0: Hundred percent.
3: Yes. Oh, Joey P. Thank you, brother. Breaking news: yeah. Tyson Fury world tour. He's coming in Z. Awesome, awesome Thanks very much Joey Take care brother Good luck with training And uh, we'll get you back shortly bud Thank you
5: Thank
2: you, thank you Ah, wow
0: He's great, he's great He's great to talk to
2: It's just one of the great days In the history
0: of sports radio Isn't it? it? Like this, mate. Him, Alan, Alan Shurik into to Joe Parker, mate, can't get any better. And then into Izzy's pockets. Oh, just, let's get in them. Oh, <laughs> yeah. unlock the pool house. I'm picking
2: the lock. No, nah, all seriousness. Joe Parker, he's so generous. He's so generous with his time. And he's, he. you know what I love about Joe? He's so honest. I walk straight into
3: that right hook. Eh? I walk straight into that right hook. Yeah. Upper I was cut, like, should upper I bring it up? Uh, but mate. He, he spoke about it. He spoke about it. Like he, it was funny he told that story. How good is that? Telling the story, sitting around the table with, with Tyson Fury, and Tyson Fury just chucks that comment at him, and he like, laughs it off, and he says, no, I'm dead serious. You'll get paid, but if you fight, you're going to get paid. <laughs> end of the day, that's what it's about. <laughs> so it all makes sense. It all makes sense. Well done, Louis. Thank you, Is he? If um,
2: around the country, wherever you are, where would you like to see Tyson Fury and Joe Parker do their world tour? So they're coming to New Zealand. I don't care if you're in Bluff. I don't care if you're in Greymouth, Martinborough, um, you know, great little bar at Cambridge. Cambridge, wherever you are, where do you want Tyson Fury? And where are the local boxing gyms that these guys should come and do a little session? Because they 100% will. Like, Joe Parker is one of the most down-to-earth great Kiwis going around. And then you've got Tyson, who, if you follow him on social media, you know how kind of fair dinkum he is. But straight as they come, they, they'll 100% turn up. Where would you like to see Joe Parker and Tyson Fury? Promote your town. Give us a text, double eight double three, or even give us a call, 0800 I'd love to hear from you. Ken, P, you can get them
0: to Waitara? Oh, 100%. would we'll Take, take him down there, put down a hangi, <laughs> them, get the old lady, put some bread on and a pot full of puan pork bones, and he'll love it. Yeah, absolutely love it. I don't care
3: where we're going, but I'm gonna be there and <laughs> we're gonna have a hell of a time doing it. Wow. How good. All right,
2: we need to head off because Izzy's lost the plot. <laughs> he needs to go for it. he needs to go jump in the pool and cool down. Seventeen after eight this morning here with Gemma's We Great savings every day. Country Clueless before we're done this morning and the Friday tipple and your ticks here as well. Back soon. It's Baz and Izzy for breakfast.
3: that time of the week. We've made it Friday. Oh, I love a Friday scene. It's been a great day, great morning of radio, and it's carrying on. We've got Smithy after the Staffy, and then Beaver and Ricardo to bring it home for SCNZ. Anyway, to start things off, I want to give a toast to Ken Laban, who spoke to us on Anzac Day. Following a busy weekend of Super Rugby action in Melbourne, the New Zealand teams proved their superiority over the Aussie franchises, but Ken believes that means very little when it comes to selecting all black squad that will be able to compete with the likes of Ireland France come the end of the year.
1: I'm not convinced that the way that we've played and the way that we've dominated is good enough to bang those uh, big Northern Hemisphere teams around anymore. So, you know, I'm not sure what to make of what I'm seeing this year in the Union.
3: <laughs> bang. Ken went on to say that he believes we see some of the best rugby in the world in Super Rugby. However, our style is becoming repetitive and the Northern teams have started to work us out wise words from a legend. Thanks for speaking with us on public holiday, Ken. You may not think some of our boys in the black jersey are tough enough, but you sure are. I hope to speak to you soon, mate. Cheers, Ken.
0: Yep, uncle from Wainui Amata. And we also, on Tuesday, caught up with Chris Medlin, who was at the Formula One in Italy, where the Ferrari drivers failed to live up to expectations as Verstappen crossed the line first at Imola. Next up is the Miami GP, and it looks like it's going to be a good one, is he Chris, however, sounded more excited for the events leading up to race day.
1: <laughs> Just to make everyone hate me even more, we've got a golfing event with oh. Lewis Hamilton and Tom Brady on the Wednesday oh. before the race. <laughs>
0: Yeah, mate. Well, I don't hate you, Chris. Izzy doesn't hate you. Louis doesn't hate you. But what we are looking forward <laughs> yeah, to is the upcoming events. And there's this one that's in the near future. Let's book our tickets, is we're off to Vegas. Anyone want to come? Oh, <laughs> thanks a lot, I'm Chris. Coming. <laughs> See you
3: there.
2: we should take Joe Parker and uh, Tyson Fury to the Vegas GP. That'd be a session. Hey, it's going to be a huge party. I'll tell you where there's going to yeah. be a party. And that's whoever wins this Dubai LIV golf tournament. Phil Mickelson has requested a release from the PGA Tour, so he can play in this first... Uh, event of the league. It's backed by the Saudi investors. Bob Harrig is an OG golf rider. Like He's been around the block. He's covered Phil and Tiger pretty much his whole career and he weighed in on what this all means. That first live golf event is going to have a $25 million purse wow. and the eighth event is a team event with 50000000 million. Let's put a team in. <laughs> you, me, Izzy, Joe, Chris Midland, We'd tear it up. Uh, that's a lot of money. It's a huge amount of money. And I don't really know where this ends for golf, but all I know is that Bob Harrig is a legendary golf rider and it was awesome to get his opinion
0: on it all. Cheers, Bob. Yep, and next up, Louis, I want to give a toast to Brent Matah- Matahaere at the Otago Nuggets. They may not have gone their season off to the best start, but I reckon there's still plenty of time for him and his team to grow into that championship side that he's looking for. He's got the arrival of some new imports soon. That should help, as well as bringing some much-needed help on their defence.
1: You know, we're looking at being a lot more aggressive this year and making sure we're putting a lot of ball pressure on. It's always said, defence wins championships, so, you know, that's our mindset going into the season.
0: Yeah, despite the loss, there were some positives to take away from the game, like the stellar performances of his big men, Sam Timmins and Nico McCulloch. I'm pretty confident, though, coming season's end, they'll be competing for the title. Good luck for the rest of the season, boys, because here at SENZ, we support you 100%.
3: Yes, we're right behind the SCNZ, the Tag and Nuggets. Well, yesterday we caught up with our old Skip Baz McCullum, who's over in India right now coaching his Kolkata Knight Riders. They had a tough loss this morning against the Delhi Capitals, but that's okay. Skip knows a thing or two about leadership, so we thought we'd take his, we'll get his take on the Black Ferns having a large coaching group and key key, the key points to making the setup work like that.
1: A clear chain of commands is certainly important. I think consistency of message, consistency of emotion from yes. your coaches and, and a real consistency of the direction that you're heading as well. Yes.
3: Wise as ever is me old friend Skip Baz McCullum. We miss you, mate. We love you. Have a great weekend and we'll chat to you soon. Come home soon as well, mate. We need you back. Everybody's
2: missing bears, including Mark Cheddick. He's missing his wee mate down there in Matamata. All right, Izzy, Kimpi, Joey. I want to. I want to do a toast a little bit different this week. I want to toast one of our own for toast of the week, Kempi, I'd like to toast you, mate, because. Baz for breakfast, we were charging along, going really good with a specific flavour, but you've jumped in here, come into the fishbowl of our studio and our climate, and you've really brought something different. You've brought some perspective. You've brought some context to things that we didn't know a lot about, like rugby league, where we've come from. Your passion is infectious. Thanks, mate. On double eight double three, we get texts all the time about people wondering... Why we don't hear more of you, because you're not just passionate about rugby league, you're passionate about people, you're passionate about whānau, you're passionate about where you've come from, your heritage, um, your whakapapa, everything, man, and I just want to say a massive kia ora to you and and everyone that's, on behalf of everyone on the show that's been off to kind of be around you and enjoy your presence, it's a massive toast of the week, you worked all public holidays, you're an absolute brother, and from Bears and Izzy for breakfast, you're our toast of the week. (coughs) Yeah, Kimpy. yeah, Kimpy,
3: you're a champion, mate. You're a bloody champ. Yeah. It's Keep been in that chest, my brother. You're a, you're a bloody good bloke. Honestly, oh, I have got a lot of time for you, Kempe. It was um when we started coming into this journey, you know, I never worked with Kimpi, we spoke to him a few times on the phone and I was like, Oh yeah, wonder how this goes, mate. It's been awesome. Been awesome. It ain't over yet anyway, mate. You you're <laughs> gonna be a big part of this show, let's be honest. But um yeah. Keep up the great work, brother. Love and it, boys. Thanks so. a lot. Cinerama.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> get on, get on San- to elicitors. Sandbag to elicit. Sandbag, dag. <laughs> it's, it's ten away from nine this morning. We're going to finish off with a few more of your ticks and let you know who's taken home this hundred-dollar bonus bet, which in turn might be a two-point-three-k collect. Smithy, the and not far away as well. on Baz and Z for breakfast. For logbook servicing, you can rely on. You need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real
3: peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.